Hi everyone, this is Steve Johnson and welcome to another PBV pod. I am at McAuliffe Elementary right now with Clay McCombs. Clay, thanks for talking with me today. Hey Steve, thanks for having me on. All right, so why don't we start with you um, uh, giving us some background information, uh, starting maybe with your school site and current assignment. Okay, so at this exact moment, I'm working at McAuliffe in summer school, and we have about a week left or, what, three days. And my regular assignment, I work at Old River Elementary in a mod to severe autism classroom setting. And um, I've worked there, so it'll be my fourth year coming up. And I also am the C5 uh, teacher at Old River, and I work with helping teachers with their ed tech needs. And um, I, prior to that, I worked um, at Stockdale High School as an aide for four years. Um, an instructional aide in a mod severe classroom setting and uh, that's kind of how I started my career in education back in 2008. Awesome and like we were saying before you're the first uh, teacher uh, within special education to be on PBV pod so so this is awesome. Yeah break the mold here. Yeah <laughs> okay um, another good way for people to get to know you and just um, to understand uh, the really cool skill set that you have um, is by maybe describing the PBVCon session that you did a couple years ago for the first PBVCon. It was a real hit, so why don't you go ahead and just give us a little bit of background information on that. Okay, so um, we had a class, I think it was called Get Out of Baco, is what we called it, um, where we used green screen um, app, iPad app technology to um, do green screen production with uh, videos for our students. and. I used a lot of puppets, and I, I still I continue to use puppetry um, with my mod severe um, classroom. I've I've learned that the the use of puppets provides a um, opportunity for the kids to um, be deliberate in having to use their language when maybe they're not necessarily um, as verbal as other students. So it kind of puts the the need to make the puppet talk and I think the students get a little more comfortable with that um, with that concept. The PBV con, the green screen, we did, I had teachers um, do green screen um, videos and we did um, some songs, I think we did a, a Buck Owens song and, um, and then we told jokes and it was just kind of a way to, to break the ice with the teachers and get them a little bit out of their comfort zone um, using puppets is, is a great way to do that. So um, that's a great strategy using the puppets and I've seen it in your classroom and it's very engaging. But what are some other effective strategies you use with students? Uh, and you said you have moderate to severe uh, autism students. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. What are some <clears throat> other strategies you use with them um, to engage them and, and get them to communicate? <clears throat> So um, I think it's important um, to try to use positive phrases with, with our kids. I have around the, the upper border of my classroom, I've written out on cardstock um, positive phrases for me and my, my aides for us to use in the classroom. Um, we, we try to be specific when we're addressing um, students by name. Um, we don't want to be rote and say, you know, good job. Um, the kids kind of, they hear that and it becomes, you know, kind of watered down. I think if you can, if you can be specific and give praise to students for what they've done, 
um, let's say you know they they did a really good job with the math problem or if they they read a sentence really well um, just being specific and saying you know hey Johnny that was great how you read that that sentence um, having a positive approach um, goes a long way something else that I have I, I have a kind of a philosophy that I've that I've learned over the years um, and whenever I've, I've worked with with new aides or if I have um, like sub aides that come into my class I like to ask them what is the difference between a um, a cattle rancher and a, sh and a shepherd on how they care for their flock and if you think about it a a shepherd they lead their flock from the front and a cattle rancher they drive their flock from behind and I, I think in in special education it's really important to lead your students where you want them to go and kind of be a positive role model for them in that way that's great uh, so similar to the last question, um, are there strategies you'd like to share with general teachers on how to effectively teach students with disabilities? I'm sure some of the strategies you already gave can definitely be used by people, but are there any other ones that you've found helpful? Um, you know, a few weeks back you had a podcast where you were, I think it was Actus, where you were talking about a, a good approach, um, assume positive intent. And I, I think if we if we go into um, the profession of, of teaching kids with disabilities with a with a um, glass half full kind of mentality, I think it, it will serve us well um, with with our endeavor. Um, one example I I've had uh, students that were nonverbal in my class, and I. Um, like for example, I had a student who came to my class th this last year and he arrived two weeks after the school session had already began. And when I first met him on, on day one, I, I realized that he was very nonverbal. And I made the, um, the mistake of automatically assuming that he wouldn't be a good fit for my class. Um, but then as I, I got to you know, work with him and, and I, I was really surprised, I gave him the STAR reading test and this is a student in my class again that is very nonverbal. Um, he prefers to not use language as a communication um, device. He would rather point to what he wants, or you know, gesture, or take us by the hand and, and show us what he wants. So when I gave him the star test, I noticed um, that he was getting the, the questions all correct. And I was really surprised. He got the very first five qu questions on the test all correct. And when I, when I finally um, got the score on it, I, I saw that he reads at a third grade level. And so I was really amazed the fact that, that his expressive language didn't really match up with his receptive language and what he's able to um, achieve you know on his own and through reading and and so I just to come back to the, the idea of encouraging or giving advice on gen ed teachers I think if we if we go about it and and try to assume the best um, positive intent of our students and give them opportunity to to um, to do their best and you know to give it their best effort I think we'll really be surprised like I was um, last year. Great and 
you know, when, when we were talking about uh, doing this podcast, um, kindness came up a lot and how to promote kindness on school campuses. Um, how do you think that schools can promote kind, kindness uh, better on their campuses? Um, this summer school session, I was, I was really excited to see that um, we were using a, a social skills um, curriculum um, along with our behavior intervention uh, staff here on campus. They had, um, each week we had a, a word of the week and um, like friendship um, or compliments. And so this last week we had um, compliments was the word of the week and you know, words are so powerful and you know, we need to be more deliberate in our use of, of our words. Um, the theme that we had for compliments, we decorated a classroom door with the designs um, from Disney Pixar, the movie Up, and um, we were real excited. Our, our class was able to win first place, um, so that was a really great thing for our students. But just to think about positive phrases that that we um, that we can share with our students and, and lift them up, it was a really neat you know experience. I also um, I have a friend named Art Sherwin. Um, when I worked at Stockdale High School, he was the art teacher there, and he's retired now. Um, when I worked with Art, it was my job to bring, I took, I think it was five or six kids with autism to his class, and I, you know, I was so impressed with, with how he would you know, include them in his classroom, and, and he'd really encourage them to do their best with their artwork. Um, and Art told me once that he made a daily effort um, to find people to compliment. And you know, I really love that idea, and I try to follow in Art's footsteps, um, especially in giving praise to my students. Um, I also, I attended Bakersfield College back in 1993, I'm dating myself here, but um, I recall there was a professor, Chuck Wall, and he had a, um, he was listening to the radio, I remember the story, and he had heard that on the radio, the announcer said that there was another um, random act of senseless violence, and that phrase really stuck to him and, and so he decided to change the the word violence into kindness and he started the random act of kindness movement and so i think it's great to be deliberate deliberate with our statements and to try to encourage kindness on campus i know um you know our our school campus our culture at old river um, you know, we have honest words, honest actions, and an honest day's work. You know, I, I love the school culture ideas, you know, and trying to incorporate, um, you know, kindness in, into that, especially with my students. Great. And uh, one last thing before we end the episode, before we, we began recording, uh, you shared um, your experience as a mascot. Would you like to talk about that and how it's informed your practice now that you're an educator? Yeah, I, I, I've seen also you've, you've dressed up quite a bit. I think I've taken a couple pictures of you in the Jedi costume. I, I do. I love to dress up, <laughs> as you know. I, as a matter of fact, did we record the Ron Burgundy uh, video in this yeah. classroom? Yeah. Around this time last year, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, um, so I think it was like 1992 or, no, maybe it was 94, I... I saw there was an ad in the paper that the Bakersfield Blaze was hiring a mascot, and I just thought, hey, that'd be kind of fun. So I went and applied. I didn't really expect to get the job, um, but they actually hired me. And so when I started working as a mascot, um, I wasn't sure you know, what kind of job this was going to be, but 
when, when once I had the costume on, you know, I was anonymous. The people didn't know who I was inside there. So it gave me um, liberty to be able to, you know, through a nonverbal means, try to encourage people, um, you know, whether it's, you know, a high five or, or to give someone a shoulder hug or, you know, maybe to dance and try to dance with them or be silly. And so, um, you know, I, I've kind of, I've kind of adopted that. That was kind of a jumping off point for me, I think, in, in communication with uh, my special education, you know, students. Because, you know, working with kids that are nonverbal, a lot of times, um, you know, you have, to, you have to try to find a way to, to communicate with them, you know, and look them in the eye and try to, you know, see what they're thinking and, and try to communicate through them through a nonverbal way. And, um, you know, the, being a mascot... It definitely gave me a, a unique perspective, for sure. That's great. Well, Clay, is there anything else you want to, to share or say to teachers before we sign off? Um, no, I just, you know, I, I appreciate the time to talk and um, have people, you know, listen. And um, I'm excited for, you know, our summer break that we have now. Yeah, I'm just real excited to, you know, be working summer school and, and then, enjoying my time off as I know most teachers are um, and I'm looking forward to the PBVU that's coming up and you know I want to try to always be a lifelong lifelong learner and I know a lot of teachers have that same philosophy so I'm excited for the upcoming year all right well thanks Clay it's been a pleasure talking to you thanks Steve <laughs>